Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're here. We are. We're back. I have a uh, funny, two funny things. Okay. Are you ready? I am. Oh, I'm Katie. I'm Sean. This is Opinions That Don't Matter. Hello. Welcome back to another episode. Hello. Howdy do. Today's, or this is the day where we play the game called What Random Things Can We Talk About? And first, I found that the best, you heard me, the best personalized license plate. And I think it's because today, we're filming this on December 1st, is my good friend Kim's 40th birthday. And one thing that her and I have done for years is text each other ridiculous license plates from obviously LA, she's in Vegas, Texas. We text them back and forth because they're hilarious. Personalized license plates have a special place in our comedic heart. And today's said, I'm so late. That was the license plate. Oh, And I was like, <clears throat> were they speeding? I think it was me. It was oh. me in that car. Right. No, they were just right in front of me going at a very nice pace. So I would say that maybe at that particular moment, maybe they weren't so late. But I thought that was really cute. I and I'll to, send it to you so you can put it here because I took a picture. Oh, okay. Thank you. We were stopped at a light. Don't worry. Don't text and drive, folks. Good stuff. Yeah, I used to think vanity plates were, uh, well, vain. But um, I, I've come so to... You're so vanity. Yeah. You probably think this plate is about you. I, I, I'll workshop it. That's pretty it. good. That's pretty good. Do, 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 you're you. so vanity. You have a hit. <laughs> mm-hmm. But... Uh, I've come around to it. I kind of think it's funny now because, you, oh, it's the little joys in life, you know? Yeah. But it's when they're, when they, when people take themselves seriously, like uh, Italian stallion, you know, they shorten oh, it. You're yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah. Baller. Yeah. Total baller. Boss babe. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. And boss is B-A-W or B-W-S-E. Oh, you know, they don't yeah. Have, like, mm-hmm. Enough letter, enough space for the letters needed. Also, yeah. W is a big one. So. It would be fun to work at the DMV. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it wouldn't. No, but well, for, but you could your license plate would say I'm so late. It'd be fun to do a documentary so you could go in for just a day and right. see all the funny ones. I'm yeah. sure they have a collection of their favorites. Wouldn't oh, you assume? Guaranteed. The person who gets to I mean, reject them, mm-hmm. you know, like there's always the person who's like pen fifteen and they, they get oh. rejected and then they try synap, mm. which is basically backwards, you know, the penis like, backwards, yeah. yeah. An inverted penis. Yeah. <laughs> Some might say. Yeah. So that was one of my favorites. And I felt that it was like a good omen for Kim's birthday. Also, today's my Grammy's birthday. Mm. Sad. I miss her. But that was one funny thing. I said there were two. Oh, yeah. I'm moving right into puppy parlance. So if you have anything to add, just think of those now. I don't know what happened. So my mom has been visiting and Charlotte was here, which caused just dog chaos in the house, one might say. A lot of (laughs) over and over. Pretty accurate. I've been practicing. <clears throat> Thank you. Charlotte is 12 pounds and 12, 12 years, years old. <laughs> and has uh, one, two teeth, 12. Two teeth. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> no, because she's oh, half Bichon, half uh, Shih Tzu. 
they mainly call, shit zoo. Main lots of shit zoo. <laughs> no, but they call them a teddy bear. If you want to look them up, they're a teddy bear dog. And my mom, it's funny when we were talking about Charlotte. My mom was like, you know, I went in wanting a dog that I could travel with, so I knew I wanted a smaller dog. And she's like, but I got everything I hated, and I still love Charlotte because she does. She loves that dog, but she hates like poodly white dogs that like you have to be groomed. And Charlotte, she we got her groomed here. She had to be groomed. Or she's like a mess. And she barks a lot. And she's a yippy dog. My mom hates I wonder if that's dogs. like a defensive thing. You know, they're scared. No, I was actually watching, you know, you go down a rabbit hole sometimes on Tiki Talkie. And it was this like dog trainer. And someone had asked a question like, what dogs would you not own even though you love them? Because, mm. you know. You like petting them, but you don't want them to. And she you. named Shih Tzu's and Bichon Frise's. Both for the same reasons. She said they bark so much. Mm -hmm. They're like barking dogs. And my mom hates that. So anyway, it was just funny that she ended up with that. But they've been here. Now they're gone and Roxy has the house back to herself. And she's calmed down a little bit. But I don't know if it has to do with Charlotte being here. That's why I brought that up. But about a week ago, she started, when she poops, she kicks her feet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like she's she's burning burning rubber, you know. She's not going anywhere. She's just She's digging. covering it. It's it's almost more kind of. It's kind of the cover kind of thing, like a cat. But she does it with both her front and her back paws, which I find very interesting. I've usually seen <clears> like <throat> Corny, our old dog, he used to kick his back paws. I do that to get off the toilet. I kick my legs. Me and too. Jump up. It's a dismount. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I go stick the landing, 10 out of 10. So she kicks her legs and I'm like, what is this? And I was like, oh, she's leaving her scent. They have a scent in their paws. I'm like, yeah, I know, but she never used to do this. So Kristoff or anybody else out there, if you know why all of a sudden at the ripe age of a year and a half, homegirl's like, gotta leave my scent. Also, she's fixed. So I don't know what's going on. But anyway, she kick, 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 kick. And today when I took her for a little walk around the block, she kicked front legs kicked back legs and did this like spin jump and i wished i'd been filming because it was so ridiculous it made me giggle because it's like she startled herself do you know when she's kicking her bed yeah. she has this round donutty bed and she like kicks it in the same way when she wants to play with it or hump it or both or whatever and so she kicks it <laughs> and i'm sharing all her secrets she can sue me when she turns 18 anyway so she's kicking it was like that kind of emotion but then she spun around and then she looked at me like, you know, which kind of looks discombobulated. Most of the time when she's outside. And I was like, what's happening right now? Yeah. But anyway, so that's my funny story. That's it's not very funny, but you had to be there. We had a wildlife encounter with her today. It was Ooh, crazy. What I, happened? I took her on her, well, the second walk that I took her on. Yeah, we um, take her on a lot of walks. She's super spoiled. Yeah. Also, oh. she's stuck inside. Yeah, she can't use the backyard. Yeah, we've got the construcciones. Yes. So uh, I took her to the park. And as we were, I didn't even notice this happening until it happened, like <gasps> until the, um, the, the predator was upon us. Ooh. Yeah. So we're in the park. And as we're walking, Roxy hunkered real low. Oh. And I was like, what the hell? And all of a sudden, an owl cut between oh. the two of us. Or not an owl, I'm sorry, a hawk. Jesus uh, Christ. Yeah, it was. You know, the one with the... the the little white tippy things yeah. on its wings? Yeah. Wow. He cruised kind of just between the two of us in the park. It was very exciting. It's interesting that she knew like instinctively to be like, fuck, fuck, get down. Yeah. I don't, could it pick her up? No. All 50 something? Yeah. No, she, the, the bird weighs like three pounds. It's not a very big bird. But they can usually carry quite a bit of weight. It's not going to carry 60 pounds. No, but like 20 pounds maybe. 
Maybe a rabbit. Maybe. You know, Probably. Well, it has rabbit. to get its pre- it has its prey. So, yeah. uh, you know, rats, mice. Raton. What's another type of raton? I just found out that Boca Raton mm-hmm. means the mouth of the rat. Yeah. What a terrible name for a rich city. Also, <laughs> is that where Jeffrey Epstein lived? Probably. Uh, maybe he, they he named is after the mouth him. of the rat. Yeah. We took a duck tour. Sorry, I got really loud there. I apologize for your earbuds. But <clears throat> we took a duck tour and I learned that they named a lot of places. The Spaniards tended to name things just based on what they look like. So maybe Boca Raton in some way looks like part oh, of like, the landscape or maybe the way it looks on a map. Maybe it looks like the mouth of a rat. There you go. I don't know what that looked like. I don't know. At least call it mouth of the snake or something. A little more. Hmm. You know? I do. I That's do. like funny mascots or funny school, like, you know, team mascots. For instance, my favorite will always be, drum roll please. Coming out of Santa Cruz, we have the slugs. The slugs? I think it's the sea slugs. Who? Santa Cruz. What kind of team is this? It's their school's team. Oh, uh, a college. The, yes, everyone the college. is a slug. Oh, gross. Hmm. Sea slugs. Banana slug. Oh. Mm-hmm. The University of Cal- oh, Sammy the Slug, <laughs> UC Santa Cruz. See, yeah. I had it, I had it down. That would be my last choice for going to college. And the the t-shirts read banana slugs, no known predators. Is that a real creature? A banana slug? Um part banana, part slug. One night at a see. bar, a banana and a slug. That's you know. him. That's their dude. Oh, I guess I can kind of see it. The banana slug. <laughs> he also on the weekends, you know, or he he moonlights as a Teletubby. Oh, yeah. But I don't know if it's a real thing. Well, I, I remember watching MASH and, and uh, Klingor. Klinger? Yeah, Klinger. Okay. Uh, Corporal Klinger? Yeah. He was a big fan of the Toledo Mud Hens. And for whatever reason, that's always stuck in my head. The Mud Hens. What the heck is a Mud Hen? That's an interesting one, too. Yeah. Yeah. Mascots. Mm-hmm. Well, wherever you are listening to this, I'm curious to know what the mascot is that, uh, you know, that you that you rock you know is there something weird that you know of uh, oh banana slugs are real oh they look they look like a overripened banana Ugh. the slug is native to the dense moist forest floors in the pacific northwest my people you didn't know about this i am one with banana slug mm. i just didn't know i've just always not this sounds bad to say hated slugs because that's not the truth but i knew from a very young age because grew up in the country they were my nemesis why what do they do they eat your plants oh. before they can even become a fruitful plant. They'll roll over the leaves and... <laughs> so we would put little bits of copper down and mm. also salt. Salt, cups of beer. Or cups of beer. They'll fall right in, those yeah. drunkards. Yeah. See, that, I always thought that was marinade. You know, a little salt, a little bit of beer. <laughs> That's like the stuff that I got for our house to keep the squirrels away. I was joking on a Patreon live stream. I was like, it's like seasoning. Like I'm, I'm seasoning our house. And it was... Um, garlic, onion, things I guess squirrels don't like. Squirrels don't like garlic and onion? Mm-mm. Oh. Well, it was like garlic, onion, rosemary. It was like weird stuff. And it kind of made me giggle. So I joked about it when I read the ingredients because people are like, what's in it? And I was like, it's all natural. Mm. People just put it on like, uh, this sounds really weird, but in, on a paper towel or a rag and you put it in a Ziploc and poke holes so the smell gets out. Oh, yeah. And you just put it near the area <clears> and like they won't climb the trees. They won't, they don't like it. And I was like, it's like I'm marinating our house. 
<laughs> I can't the Italians moved in next door and uh right it smells so good yeah. um but they're in the pacific northwest ranging from central california all the way up to alaska wow one subspecies the pacific banana slug can grow up to nine inches long making it the second largest slug in the world a free-range booger mm-hmm. slimy slimy booger it's weird because i'm i'm uh i have an issue with that sort of critter but i don't mm -hmm. have an issue with escargot like i could eat that all day long i love it mm -hmm. it's so good maybe it's a tasty. banana slug in um in a little bit of olive oil and or butter and garlic no i have a problem with things being too large mm -hmm. that have that kind of a texture or a potential texture like a gooey duck yeah or like remember when you wanted to get those it was at the hungry cat down oh. in santa monica and i love all i love oysters and i love uh, mussels and crab. And I love a lot of seafood, but what I don't love is really tough, chewy clams. A giant clam. It was like there a was red irony and blah. you guys, when I say it took all of my adult self to just swallow it and not spit it out like a kid, I can't tell you like the memory. It's like, it haunts me there. Yeah. I'd never order anything like that in your defense if you spat it back out into the mm -hmm. seafood tower no one would notice I mean, it's so, so nasty looking. <laughs> just put it back in the shell and put yeah. the shell back <laughs> excuse me <laughs> me a school was he gross any other funny mascots so the mud hen <clears throat> yeah the toledo mud hen mm. and then there's gritty of course that's a terrible mascot what is gritty if you guys mm. don't know what gritty is is he from not philly is it philly Oh, okay. I never know because in Pennsylvania there's Philadelphia, and then there's what's the other one? There's a, the penguins and the Red Wings. No, no, not the Red Wings. That's over there. Shit. Flyers. Flyers. I, it was red. They got a little thingy. Yeah. Anyways, so. Yeah, I don't know what. Or the flyers most, are orange. Most mascots, you don't know what they are, right? But but what? It, yeah. Like it what looks, is Yuppie? Yuppie's just fun. Yuppie is a French expression for yay. Yay, right? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, if you have a funny mascot from where you live or your part of the world, please let us know because I only know usually local yokels for yeah. the most part. They just unveiled a new one in Montreal. We have a second mascot, an alternate mascot. For which sport? Uh, for the cash grab sport. Hockey. Hockey, okay. Yeah. Okay. No, but like... Uh, let me pull up his name because it's so it was so it took me by surprise that they mm -hmm. brought in another mascot he's another redhead by the way oh another they ginger. must be addicted to the orange they Montreal love a ginger alternate i should be up on this i saw it and i was like what is that and i i'm a purist see like i i'm like yuppie was my childhood mascot with well, the expos then i would when say yuppie wasn't uh, traditionally with the montreal canadians hockey team he was with the expos which is the baseball team right correct okay yeah a little sports trivia for y'all right now. Uh, his name is mm -hmm. Metal. <laughs> oh, <clears throat> yeah, they, they I already built, hate it. They built a back. No, it was actually kind of funny. It looks like Lanny McDonald. Who's yeah. Lanny McDonald? He was a great hockey player uh, who oh, played okay. in Calgary, and he had this great mustache. This oh, big he's got orange, a big old oh, okay. big orange mustache. I feel like that would fit more in Calgary. Yuppie's Hesher cousin will be the team's alternate mascot during the upcoming reverse retro games. Oh, because they're wearing those funny jerseys. Yeah, it's a nice jersey. And fans are encouraged to bring earplugs. Some of the retro jerseys are terrible, by the way. Some of them are great. How so. come ours are blue? Did they used to be blue? The baby blue? They used to be baby blue? No, baby I did. Blue. Th that's metal. Oh, he's fun. Yeah. Ow! <laughs> I like him. He's cool. Metal. Yeah, so we have an alternate and... Uh, okay. 
malade, mon chum est de retour. Wow, my dude is back. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Uh, the mascot's backstory, according to a source close to Metal, who identified himself simply as his roadie, <laughs> okay. explained that the orange mustache blue guy returned to the Habs this past summer after a long disappearance. He allegedly emerged during renovations at the old forum. That's where we used to play oh, hockey. Oh, okay. Where he had fallen asleep in an ice machine after a night of bad choices partying with the team following the 1993 Stanley Cup. I can tell you he doesn't understand three things. Why it's 2022. Why the abs are playing in a different <laughs> building. And why this basketball mascot guy is working on his turf. Ugh. But since he turned blue from being frozen all the time. He's going to rightfully rock the New Jersey the guys have and reclaim his deserved spot as the team's unofficial official mascot. Mm. That's from uh, Metal's Roadie. Okay. I don't know if he's French or not, but I just, <laughs> I went with it. Mm -hmm. I like it. Acting. Mm -hmm. Metal will make his official alternate mascot debut when the Habs play the New Jersey Devils mm. on Tuesday night. The That's first of eight games with the teams. Blah, blah, blah. But yeah, he's full of energy. And, uh, he's supposed to, oh, he's metal. He's skinnier than UP. Okay, there's UP. We see a guy walking UP out on the screen. UP has could go orange on for a hair. While. Oh. Well, I'll just put the link in. Yeah, it's they like, did a whole unveiling, you know. And then he ran around the stand. We don't have time for yeah. all the. He has all the energy of a professional wrestler, and um, apparently parties like one too. Good for metal. Mm -hmm. Rock on. Man, I've rock recently on. got back into professional wrestling. Well, it's not professional. It's backyard wrestling. I'm fighting teenagers. Like, I'm like, from the top rope. From the top rope. No, no, but, you know, it's Instagram. and Oh, that's what brought you back in? For some reason, the algorithm, I think, knows my age. Mm -hmm. It knows everything about me, probably. But I never watch wrestling as an adult, right? Is this yes, true? This is true. This is, I mock it, right? Yes, it's true. But there was a time in my life... <laughs> when I was younger, mm -hmm. I wasn't a super fan, but I did like wrestling a little bit, you know, when I was 12 years old and I had like a, a couple of wrestler figurines, you know, mm -hmm. and you make them fight each other and, you know, they, you had the ropes and you'd, you know, like hacksaw Jim Duggan and I didn't play any of this and you're you, honky tonk man. You said this to me when Mamrie used to have her WWE yeah. themed parties right. and I'd be like, I know nothing. Well, recently for whatever reason, and I'm absolutely loving it. Um, they've been putting uh, Randy Macho Man Savage and the Ultimate Warrior in my Ooh, in, your uh, feed? in my feed. And I have to tell you, these people are tremendous uh, thespians. I mean, they are very, very good. Randy Macho Man Savage is insane. The guy who played him. Okay. I don't know anything about this again. I you don't know? You don't remember the Ultimate Warrior? We shake the ropes. I never watched it at all. No. It was never a thing in my house. Oh, yeah. Miss Elizabeth, this going to be it. No. Yeah. I know it because you've said it. Yeah. And I knew that he had commercials for like Slam Into a Slim Jim. Yeah. Snap Into It. Or snap Into It. Whatever. That's all I know him from. Do you mind if I put one on for you and we'll see if you think he's a good actor? I don't. I'm, I can already tell you with 100% certainty that I'm not going to think he's a good actor. Oh, okay. Well. They're I'm, not good actors. They're entertainers. There's a difference. Definitely entertaining. And so I'm not into it really, but it's mm -hmm. quite amusing. And I, I have to tell you, sometimes you see that and it's very believable. I would not want to wrestle this person. He looks like he's going to rip your arms off, you know? Well, we watched Glow, really? gorgeous ladies of wrestling, and we watched them. Yeah. 
you know, pretend. And so I kind of see how it works. Random to go back to the mascots. I wanted to say this, but we got into somehow into wrestling. Oh, yeah. And I hated, and I'm using the word hate because when I joined Pepperdine University, we had this fucking cool mascot. It was King Triton. Oh, and he would come out in March Madness because we were a division one school, but we were small. So we didn't have like a basketball or a, we had a basketball team and water polo and baseball, but we didn't, weren't big enough to support a football team. So we used to joke. It's like there was t-shirts like Pepperdine football undefeated. Um, <laughs> anyways, during March Madness, it was just chaos, you know, and you go in and it's packed and like the lights would come down and it would go, and the, the all the whole um, basketball court would turn bright blue with lights. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And then King Triton would come out and he would throw a spear and it would like send flames through it. And I was like, this is fucking awesome. Got hyped. I don't even like basketball. So he was cool. Then we had some, like it's a Christian school already. King Triton was cool. Then some people on the board got so mad. We had some, what was the word they used? Pagan God. Yes. Those are exact, their exact words. A pagan god as our mascot was just so against the tenets of what Pepperdine's about. And we got stuck. Our kids are going to, you know, the person walks up to the podium. Uh I just like to say that I don't want my children attending a school. It's the devil. Right. They're going to start to worship Satan. Satan, 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 Satan. Right. Then so my senior year, so I've already, I'm already committed. I'm in. I'm I'm almost done. Yeah. Uh, they got rid of King Triton, and here comes the worst mascot idea ever, otherwise known as Wally the Wave. And he comes out, <laughs> and he's like a Yemen surfer dude. So embarrassing. And he has this blue. Just look it up. His hair is a wave. Now I'm not gonna say that waves aren't terrifying and they can't kill you. But King Triton was fucking awesome. Timmy and, the Tsunami. And that Wally the Wave coming in on his like skateboardy is stupid. It's stupid. And it's horribly embarrassing. And the options that they gave us, because we got to vote on it, or so they told us, were all sucky. So I was very disappointed. Jimmy the Jesuit. Oh. Right? Nobody wants that. I love Pepperdine, but boo. Hmm. Boo Wally the Wave. I should get some people together. We'll rally together. Bring back King Triton. You guys could have had like Friar Tuck or something really cool. You know, you could all chew on. Uh, How is that scary? Well, Friar Tuck, he could fight. You know, he had okay. the, the staff, I think. Didn't Friar Tuck? Was Did he fighting? interchange with uh, Robin Hood? Yeah. Yeah. He was. Right? One, wasn't he one of his merry men? Friar I Tuck? thought so. See, I watched Rocket Robin Hood instead mm. as a kid. Everything was space related. Mm. And one of the things that they used to show in Canada. So it was Robin Hood, but in space? Rocket Robin Hood. I don't know this either. Oh, gosh. Is this a Canadian only thing? I don't know. Um, but it was definitely a cartoon from the 60s, maybe 70s. 
And in the early 80s, it was my jam. And a Canadian animated television series. Really? Mm-hmm. Look at you, go Canada. You and Alpha Flight. Rocket Robin Hood, Alpha Flight. You know, these are my uh, my gems. It was produced by Krantz Films hmm. from 1966 to 1969. Oh, it's so it's old. Run, yeah. And aired on CBC television. Yeah. Yep. It was Robin Hood in space, basically. 52 plus the pilot. So lots of episodes, three seasons. Mm-hmm. Robin Hood and Little John are walking through the forest. That's funny. I was, was like, like, I've Robin never Hood heard of Robin Hood and Little John are flying through space. Oodalali, oodalali. Golly, what a day. <laughs> something, something. Something. Blah, 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 blah. Funny mm-hmm. story about PJ. He okay. loves Robin Hood. Oh. Or he did when we were younger. Yeah, I was like, he's a grown man now. Yeah. I'm not sure if it he, would he translate. Probably still, you know, he, he probably robs from the rich and keeps it. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but he used to love it. I remember I have, PJ had a trunk at his uh house when i when i would go visit and mm-hmm. inside the trunk was like all the the make-believe stuff like capes so if you want to be superman oh, we had all know. sorts of stuff like that oh yeah that's not fair it was, was awesome he was spoiled well it was like i had to dig through my mom's closet and be like mom can i wear that yeah like, you know rather than uh you know watching tv because mm-hmm. they were they were not tv folk at his uh when he lived with his mom and her, uh, his mom's husband uh, oh yeah because they were hippies yeah they were definitely you know alternative not into the tv <laughs> but it was crazy because one day mm-hmm. when we were kids rumor got out that did you know they have a tv i was like what i heard that at christmas mm-hmm. you know christmas everyone was at my grandparents house and so I, they have a tv but did you know they have a tv i think i heard one of my aunts say okay. to an uncle and i was like what they have a tv and like, so i've been over there i went over to pj i was didn't like didn't see any tv yo dude you have a tv at, at the house he's like I've heard there's a TV. <laughs> Said, have you looked for it? No, 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 no. But I'm going to find it. Mm-hmm. Well, turns out it was in- The you parents' know, bedroom? No, nah, in like the office or something. They had it kind of squirreled away in a cabinet. And oh, so it wasn't really being used, but it was there in the home. I think they probably plugged in when the kids went to sleep. Mm-hmm. You know, That's what I would do. And watched a ton of TV. <laughs> what else are you going to do with a TV, you know? Yeah, true, yeah. true. Anyways, just rumors when you're a kid. And they weren't, you know, anti that. They they had got him a computer when we were kids too, so. That wasn't the same back then though. No. A computer was not a TV. No. And I don't think. Did they get him a computer? I think they did. Like a, not a Commodore 64, maybe. Maybe it was a Tandy or something. One of these early things that the kids would get, you know. We had an were, early computer where it was huge, but the screen was like this big. Oh, Do you know what I mean? It was yeah, like back. Yeah, yeah. It was just early days. I had a huge tower. You have to turn it on. It would come spring to life. And you have to wait. Oh, you had dial-up. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So the very first computer you had had the internet? Or not mm-hmm. the internet, but like mm-hmm. you could dial up into more I think services. so. My mom could correct me, but yeah, I believe so. Fancy. And it was in, remember the old house? We don't even own it anymore. But you'd walk in the, and there's that living room. And off to that side is like a little cutout in the wall, kind of like what we have in our living rooms. Mm-hmm. And back when I was little, we had a TV on the floor in that nook. But then obviously TVs on the floor, we got like a flat screeny type one or what, whatever it was offered at that time. And it went up on the wall. And in that nook was the computer area. Oh. It was like a desk and all the accoutrement of said computer. And that's where I played Leisure Suit Larry and Mist. I, and, see, I don't, I don't get that one because so you were allowed to play Leisure Suit Larry as a kid. My brother got it from a friend, and I don't think oh. my mom fully understood what it was because we weren't really like. You, it's not like my mom said, "Oh, you can't watch this or that or whatever." But there was a period of time I do remember where 
my mom was wouldn't didn't want us to watch Smurfs or thought it was something with the devil she heard at church. We went to church a lot, and my cousin Amanda had it way worse. Her mom was way more strict. With oh no, the like Smurfs this. are totally satanic. No, they're not. Oh my God, were they ever? Oh really? Oh, Who cares? Yeah, it was terrible. Why is that terrible? Gargamel. Yeah. This was a war. There's always a bad guy and a good guy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> like Dark Queen Duck, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's satanic too. Mm-hmm. But anyway. I don't think Amanda could watch that stuff. And I remember her brother used to, and I probably already told the story, but he used to get the CDs that he wanted, like Metallica or what was popular then, Live and uh, Gin Blossoms. And he would put them into his Weird Al Yankovic uh, CD covers mm-hmm. and then give my brother, because Teresa would find, inevitably his mom would find them and say, you've got to get rid of this. No rock and roll. Gin Blossoms are satanic. Rock and roll is, is the devil's satanic? music. satanic? But remember everybody saying it was the devil's music? Oh, well, there were some lawsuits in the early 80s that freaked me out. Because Marilyn out. Manson was popular. Mm, um, definitely satanic. But we were, I grew up, if you forget, in the Pacific Northwest where grunge was like the thing. Like everybody had some kind of like hard metal grungy stuff that they'd heard or liked or like saliva was really popular. So there's a lot of these kind of grungy hard metal bands, which I think is maybe why I don't like them as much because everybody, you know, it was like too much. But he would put those CDs in his Weird Al cases and then give my brother the case. So he would give, because my mom did, wasn't as strict. And he, she'd be like, give him to Nickel or whatever. And he'd be like, Ugh. and so he'd put his CDs in there and he wouldn't. And mm-hmm. So Nick was like, oh, more Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> <laughs> we actually grew to love Weird Al Yankovic as a result. Well, he's great. Mm-hmm. Still popular, so, still, still doing his jam. Very funny. He hasn't aged that much, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. He looks like he's the same age he was in like 1983 when he- He does. Or, and his hair is beautiful. I got my hair did today and there was a girl at the salon whose hair looked like Weird Al Yankovic. It's beautiful, uh, curly, long brown hair. I'm jealous. Yeah. And the lady that was going to cut it, she was like, do you want to take any length off? She's like, just a little bit. It was like very long. Um, and I was like, you have beautiful hair. And she's like, oh, thanks. She's like, I, I work at it. She like put in conditioning treatments and she like wraps it up and she does all this stuff for it. And I was like, wow, wow. I just uh, shower and go. I know. It's not fair. Towel. And then go. Is that towel through your ears? (laughs) Yeah. It looked like you. (laughs) Oh yeah, I guess it does. Yeah, I put the towel in one ear, fish it through to the other side. (laughs) You know that feeling? Mm -hmm. Uh, Eargasm? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Drip, drip, drip. There goes another eargasm. Eargasm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That was me rapping. Drip, good. drip, drop. There goes an orgasm. Yeah, think that's the beat of it. Yeah, right. Yeah, Outcast. They they are very talented. They are. Yep. I agree. <sighs> what a day! What a day! Anything else? No, not not much really. I'm I'm looking around and I think the boxes are multiplying. Did more stuff come in? No. Okay. I don't know why that's... Oh, maybe uh, Alicia moved it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, we have another box. I mean, an Amazon delivery did arrive, but I will process it. In the shipping department? Break break it down. Yeah. Right. Break it on down. You want to get into letters? Oh, before we do, let's look uh at one. Let's see. These are the the little dolls. Oh, funny. Okay. But um, let me find a good... Randy Mancho. Continental champion, and all of a sudden, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat is not. I'm delighted about it. Oh, yeah, congratulations. This when me throw my hand right through the video scope. Yeah, go on, do your reign, do your thing, put the macho man Randy Savage here. Understand that I got things in proper perspective now. Yeah, you're looking at the future of professional wrestling right now. You're looking at the future. 
His neck is so thick. Okay. He was great. It, it was it was even better than wrestling. The interviews. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I never watched stuff like that. I mean, maybe my brother can correct me. He's like, Katie, it was on. I remember in my childhood cartoons. Yes. And then my mom and I got into CSI early. And then also my brother and I would stay up for Arsenio Hall. Fair enough. He was a big deal back Mm -hmm. in the day. And I also wore uh, hammer. Oh, yes. But also hammer pants. Oh. Hammer time. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big diaper pants. Mm-hmm. You wore those? As a kid, yeah. No kidding. My Aunt Belinda would make them especially for me. Wow. Did you have the dance down? I would just do this. That's the dance. You hit it down. <laughs> That's very good. Katie. I had about five pairs and they were all like really brightly colored, like black with teal, like thundery looking things on them. I had one that were black and yellow with almost like a tribal print. Mm-hmm. He was nuts when his videos first came out. I, I was if like, my mom oh has my any photos. That goodness. would be hilarious. That would be a photo oh, worth having. video of you doing that. His hands were on his hips and his feet would just fly like magic. And he'd go left to right. He was so big. He was bigger than life. He was so good. And then he went broke. Yeah, there you go. Do I have an eye booger? You did. Crisis averted. Because I was in the garage cleaning up after the construction and there was stuff in the air. Stuff in the air. Okay, last thing before we get into the letters. JS. So we have a Friendsgiving coming up. Calling all cooks, calling all chefs. The people that we are going to hang out with are cooks and chefs. and They're intimidating. Mm-hmm. Very much so. And every time we eat with them, it's amazing. Next level. Like I mean, when we went out for Lauren and Adam's wedding and they had that like onion pasta dish. Sweaty onion. It was amazing. I have dreams of it. I need to get the recipe. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and we like to cook. Mm-hmm. You and I are in the kitchen, but now... We're friends with people who can't, who cook professionally. They can't like, hang, you uh, guys. They're like, it'll be just a simple get together. And it'll be one of the first times we get together with them. And <clears throat> I am slightly concerned that we're going to, you know, make a flop of a dish. Well, Lauren did say no pressure. I considered cheating and going to the store and getting something. Well, I thought we could just be cool as a cucumber, roll in with some natural wine because I like that mm. and some cheese and charcuterie. Oh, yeah. Like, some velvet fog because this so this friendsgiving has turned into what is now being called chicken and tater night and everybody's bringing their chicken or taters potatoes cooked in the way that they are the most excited about oh, i can't wait chicken and taters i know who doesn't like chicken and taters but i thought people might want you know some charcut mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or something 100 percent. i don't know and then we just do that because because we're not going to be able necessarily to cook easily that day. I yeah. just fought a yawn. I'm sorry. That's all right. That's all right. I use my therapist the skills and just. Oh, you swallow the yawn mm-hmm. and pretend like you were just getting you a gulp of air. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, people take it personally when it really has more to do with just my uh, 
breath control. It's not so much the uh, the psychiatrist yawning mm-hmm. during it. It's when the psychiatrist, they start doing this. <laughs> I don't like that. Then you shouldn't see them anymore. I'll, right. I'm going to tell, I'm going to call Barry and tell him to stop. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's get into the letters. Letter time. Shall we? Shall we? Shall we? Oh no, more, <laughs> more Randy Macho Man Savage. I'm sure that everyone wants to hear that. I'm over. I've moved on already in my brain. Okay. Well, I'm going to hand this off to you. I'm mm-hmm. going to hand the reins off to you. Okay. And now Katie... Let's see who has written in. I don't even know where we are. We're scrolling back, scrolling back. Okay. I see. We're starting off with a voicemail from our very best friend and West Virginian correspondent, Tom. Hello, Katie and Sean. Your Virginia correspondent here. Years winding down. Going to do a little reaction to some of the stuff that's been on the podcast. Uh oh. Uh oh. Talk about some things I'm grateful for. All right. Mm. Can hear the tippy tap. I love a tippy tap. I don't know if it sounds different downstairs than it does upstairs. Because I got a no. different type of flooring down here. But you'll have to let me know. It sounds the same, but I love it all the same. Just looking back, the year 2022. Mm hmm tell you there's a lot of things i'm sure grateful for grateful for my family my friends in town that have been here for me grateful for the people at my family's company that bring their best also for the people that are gracious enough to hire us and put their trust in us mm-hmm. for neighbors here people that come to the gym to train we i'm grateful for our neighbors also because it's funny when we lived in Santa Monica, we lived in that apartment for 10, 11 years or so. Yeah. 11 years, 12. Anyway, long time. And we didn't really make a concerted effort to get to know all of our neighbors. We had a few that we knew, but then when we were getting ready to move, because we were like in and out of the apartment all the time and the doors were open and we were like having people come to pick up stuff and you know, all this stuff was happening. We got to know our neighbors so much better. Great people. And I was like, God damn, we missed out on all of this time of having them. Yeah. It's the Southern California way, though, to cocoon and not really talk to your neighbors. Yeah. It's, it's funny that we do that. But now we have great neighbors. We went over on Thanksgiving. Neighbors. We went over on Thanksgiving um, in the evening to hang out with them. And we could have stayed forever, but was worried about the dogs. It'd been like four and a half hours. And we're like, yeah. we've got to go. But they're so nice. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, it, it's, uh, it's heartwarming. Because they showed yeah. up pretty much within a couple of days and with cookies. So yeah. right away, I was like, these are nice people. Well, first I was like, what do they want from us? And I was like, they're just being nice. They're just being nice. The city slicker in me is like, I'm suspicious. Go away. Ah, <laughs> uh, I gave it the office. But as I was hammering my no soliciting signs into the ground. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. well, we immediately had solicitors too. They're like, have you thought about getting your windows changed? I was like, get the fuck out of my lawn. I yeah. barely moved in. But, um, and also the ladies, my like suburban ladies, are on this, I'm in this big text chain and one of them's fostering a husky that keeps getting out. And so people are talking about it. It's fine. It was, it was found. Don't worry. But anyway, I'm thankful for my neighbors too. Okay. Back to Tom. People I've met in the powerlifting world. Yeah, that was crazy. His power. And you know, there's some other people that I'm grateful for. There's a couple out in Texas, <laughs> a blonde-headed woman and a bald-headed man. I wonder who he's talking they about. They thought enough me to put me on their podcast every week. That sure makes me smile. Oh, I'm glad. 
I'll tell you, tune in to the podcast is one of the highlights of my week. Oh, I'm glad. Many a time I'm sitting here at this Mediterranean house on the golf course overlooking the town, <laughs> sipping on a little bourbon, saying, you know what? These people are like-minded. Talk about any topic and don't give a damn. And I've learned y'all are just my kind of people. <laughs> I I'll tell it. you. You're our that kind of people. podcast, there's some funny stuff talking about the kid in the hospital and <laughs> camouflage. And, you know, just thinking another thought here. I tried to get a hold of y'all and email you many a time. I guess I was sending it to Katie's publicist, and I actually oh. wrote a letter, and it come back. So <laughs> oh. if I had just given up, none of this would have ever been possible. Oh. oh. Anyway. I'll have to let Harriet know. That's my publicist. She's They're lovely. Nobody, Everybody's easy peasy, lemon squeezy. But that's funny. I had no idea. Hmm. Hey, persistent, you know. Consistency and persistence. Persistence? The squeaky wheel gets the cheese. All, all the things. It, you know, it pays off. Yeah, that too. We're glad you kept kept trying. Okay, sorry. Just talking about the kid in the hospital there. That was funny as hell. And I couldn't laugh at the time because I was in so much pain, but I do enjoy telling the story. <laughs> of course. There's a real good friend of mine. His wife's a therapist like Katie and had a conversation with her one morning and I've reached the conclusion and she agreed with me that there's been a medical device or procedure that's traumatized every generation of kids. I know my dad and mom grew up before they gave Novocaine before drilling people at the dentist's office. What? Today, I guess it's the Q-tip. Kids don't want to get the Q-tip up their nose and get a COVID test, which... Mm. Can't much blame them on that one. Right. <clears throat> Look at all the things that go up the bum. <laughs> I got to pause it right <laughs> Do tell. Well, when he said something that's traumatized every, I'm like, what is he? I'm like, getting your tonsils out? I'm trying to think of all things. And I did not know. I mean, I'd assume there was a time when Novocaine was created. Right. So before then, what'd you do? I don't know. Because you have to, I mean, if your tooth is hurting, they have I to get I think laughing out. gas, right? Was that and developed they, before? Yeah, in the uh, the 19th century, okay. they they were pretty. Did they call it laughing gas? I think so. I think laughing gas came out in like 1850 or 1860. <laughs> I would assume. I'm guessing. What they use it for? To, to make laugh people at. laugh. You, you you play the fart game. It's the laughing gas, you know. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, I think it was made uh, for dentistry or for operations. Nit nitrous oxide, commonly known as laughing gas or happy gas, is a colorless, non-flammable gas. This gas has been used in medical and dental procedures as a sedative. It helps to relieve anxiety before the procedure and allow the patient to relax. That explains a lot. I never really thought about it. But when I get to, went to get my wisdom teeth pulled and my girlfriend, Lauren, who we're going to see for our Friendsgiving, she was the one that picked me up and dropped me off and everything. And when I tell you I was so embarrassed because you have no memory. It's like you wake up and it's over. But I remember falling asleep and the lady said, uh, she gave me the gas or whatever. She said, okay. And she walked out and she came back and then she made me count back from 10. And oh, I went, that's not nitrous oxide though. Oh. That would be putting you under. That's uh, anesthesia. Oh, is that different? 
It yeah. says it's a sedative. Yeah, no, this is just like- In medical get, and dental goofy. procedures. And this was a dental procedure. Mm -hmm. I think it was this, nitrous oxide. You don't pass out. Not that you pass out. Yeah, you do. No, not nitrous oxide. I used to get it at the dentist. They put the little tubes over it over your nose. And then I had to go out. Keep reading. Let's see. But Maybe anyways, I'm wrong. What I, what I was going to say is that I remember <laughs> laughing and talking a lot about who knows what. And she looked at me. She was like, okay, Miss Morton, count, you know, because we weren't married yet. Count back from 10. And I was like, I was just talking. And she was like, count back. I was like, 10, no. Nah. <laughs> you know um ground is, control to major katie okay so it's not meant to put you fully to sleep yeah you don't uh nitrous oxide you don't oh interesting i'm not sure what it is i always thought you. i just went out zonk you'll start to feel the effects within a few minutes yep <clears throat> okay it says it doesn't fully put you to sleep you still be able to hear what's going on around you mm. and you can respond to questions that your doctor can ask and follow instructions that they give you but you're kind of out. I mean, you know. Yeah, I remember the first time I heard of it being used recreationally. We were what? In, yeah, we were in Buffalo. Why would you want to do that? Because you laugh, right? It's laughing gas. But you're like so sedated. Uh, well, anyways, there was this dude. I forget. I, I think his name was. I want to be sedated. Yeah. That's the song they sing when they do a laughing gas. Dun, dun, dun. There was a doctor uh, who was a dentist, and he did a lot of shady things. And I don't think he was that far out of college okay but he knew people in college still oh so he could get his hands on it or something yeah he used to sell it to i think paul's fraternity that I think seems they used dangerous to, they used to have laughing gas though. i don't know if it's bad for you i didn't read that far i don't think i mean small amounts yeah but you know kids they can always oh always you're have gonna to overdo it, it right yeah i was watching <clears throat> um sorry tom we'll get right back to your letter so i was watching <clears throat> my friend lewis house has his podcast the school of greatness and yeah. he interviews people and there was a, I think she's a medical doctor or a psychologist. Anyway, she's a specialist in addiction. Mm -hmm. And she was talking about addictive personalities. Because he's like, do you think people really have an addictive personality? And she's like, well, there have been studies in mice. And it's exactly what I've, I know what she was. So it's, it's correct to my knowledge also that there was a study done. And about a third of people have no addictive blood in their, in their bloodstream. Essentially, they could start smoking a cigarette, smoke for like a week and then just stop. Is it a gene expression that they, they think so? Okay. And so a third have no addictive properties. Like, and I, I wonder if I fall into that only because I did smoke a cigarette or two in high school. I was like, no, nah, it's not for me. And I will stop drinking coffee randomly. I don't have any side effects. Yeah. And I don't, I don't ever feel like I have to have something. For me, it's more about habits. Mm. So like I'll get into the habit of always having eggs for breakfast and then I get kind of tired of it and I move on. I don't like crave it or right. if I couldn't get it, I wouldn't be like, I gotta have it. You, you know that egg habit, you're smoking three eggs a day. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like you think of things that- to roll the eggs Things that people, <laughs> anyways. So there's that. Then a third of people are highly addictive where like if they're gonna try something, they- there it's like gonna be really hard for them to ever stop and then so, the other third lives in vegas but so those people tend to have personality traits like impulsiveness you know what i mean there's certain uh she known it off like whoo sorry about that guys I'm, we'll have to cut it out your sneeze <clears throat> is so loud will hurt people's ears yeah i know <laughs> oh i was just <laughs> any more in you <clears throat> no okay <laughs> i had to check uh-huh 
So people with addictive personalities have certain traits. She mentioned like impulsiveness and a couple others, and I don't remember what they were. And then the majority, so then, well, not the majority, the last third, right? So a third, a third, a third. The last third has some propensity for certain, you know, like, oh, they don't have any other thing, but they, I don't know, maybe they smoke or something. I don't know. But if they've done something long enough, they will, they can become addicted. But they don't have those like personality traits of like people who, have an addictive personality, which I would have, before that uh, study and before I listened to that podcast where Dax Shepard talked about uh, his addiction, Mm -hmm. I really have to be honest, I didn't understand it. And I would have said, that's not, that's just an excuse. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, even as a mental health professional, I've talked about this honestly with people for a while. I've always had a hard time understanding addiction, which is why I don't treat it, which is why I refer out. And I do understand it is a disease. It's a mental illness in the same way we treat depression, bipolar disorder. I understand that logically, but I have a really hard time with how it happens. Like under, you know what I mean? How someone becomes addicted. I think it's, and I have no idea, right? And I've struggled to understand it, but this helped that article, the research and Dax talking about it in his podcast. I think your brain just makes pathways. And some people get really excited about those pathways. Like it's, it really lights up their, their reward center more so than other people. But those, those connections are really strong, right? I would assume. I, I don't, maybe what they hypothesize, because obviously things in the brain are often not fully understood. And I could be wrong. If you have other research, feel free to send it my way because I find it really interesting. But um, what they believe is that we, it's almost like, for lack of a better way of describing it, you know, you know, we have cannabinoid receptors in our brain. So it's like our body's made to, our whole body has to process there. cannabinoids or whatever, meaning like cannabis, meaning marijuana. Um, some people are predisposed or born with more of a propensity to like, for instance, like ADHD brains are missing some dopamine in these dopamine transponders. And so they go out in the world seeking it. And I think some people with addictive personalities are looking for that thing in the same way. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's a correlation with some of those where you're like lower in dopamine or serotonin and you go out seeking it. Also, it's a coping skill. I mean, I get it, but it was just, it's the understanding from a personal perspective that I just did. I couldn't. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I was like, I just don't understand. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, you can't understand everything. I can't, I had trouble putting myself in that position. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, eating disorders and stuff like that, I'm like, well, you have to be around food and food is part of our culture and our society and our life. So you have to find a way to build that relationship that's healthy with it. But when it comes to like drugs and alcohol, people are like, just stop. Not saying like it's easy, but I I don't know. I've had a tough time. That's all. I don't really have anything else to how to explain it, but it helped. Okay. Okay. How do I get into that? Back, back to, back to this. Thermometers and rest and yesteryear had the pyramidal suppositories and lots of butt stuff. Butt cleanser. (laughs) That's terrifying. Well, you ever seen? What do you think, Katie? Do you think something every generation is uh, traumatized kids? I definitely do. What were you gonna say? Oh, just I I saw this thing on a dude in San Francisco once. He was like a a hippie who was really into Eastern medicine. And, okay. <clears throat> but he was, you know, quite uh, interesting. And uh, he practiced something. It was, uh, he would swallow this long piece of cloth. It was like a, 
you know, fabric, like a little piece of rope sort of, but it was cloth. Okay. And he would swallow, you know, 20 yards of it or whatever. He'd poop it out. He would, and he'd pull it out slowly. And he would, he, he, I don't know why. It, there's some religion or some. Do you feel like it cleansed? Maybe it? it's Ayurvedic, but. That sounds weird. I mean, I wouldn't mind putting it in my mouth, but the other part. Uh, poopy. You know, <laughs> you wear gloves, right? The poopy like, rope. I was like, I mean, he, he looked like a filthy hippie, not to pass judgment hippies but you know sometimes hippies are a little like well there's hippies like i like to do good for my body and feel yeah. the world and then there's like like a modern body. hippie and then the uh the the filthy hippie and he looked like one of those mm -hmm. you know well he was touching his poop rope well so. yeah and he had it during the interview he was sitting next to him i was like god i hope that deck does his laundry like every time we should throw it away well like, like a good poop rope like that you know? <laughs> No, but you know, this, this may be going, this may be hygienic. going too far, but the, I can understand where this guy's coming from Okay. because every once in a while, and this is, this is going too far guys. So okay, you, Sean has taken it too far. You may wah, want to wah, wah, just too far. skip over this. Okay. I'm just giving you a fair warning, but every once in a while I'll, uh, I'll be, you know, going to shower and, um, you know, as I am showering myself, I'll feel a little tug in the derriere and I'll pull and it's a Katie hair that somehow magically made its way to my butt crack. Yes. And I'm like, whoop. And I'm like, whoa, that felt kind of good. <laughs> like, it was a tickle hair. I didn't even know it was there. Doesn't happen all the time, you know. But yeah, my, yeah. You know, sorry. No, that's okay. But for, I for try whatever to control reason, my so mean. I, maybe this guy is the same way. He's like, oh, a tickle hair, you know? It's a little more than a tickle hair. That's yeah. like a tickle intestine. It's that's a true. lot. I don't. Has anybody heard of this? I don't know what this is. And I wish he would throw that rope away. That grosses yeah. me. Yeah. When they were doing the interview. I don't even think you can really. Could you sanitize? I feel like something Burn like, the rope. Mm -hmm. One use. That's it. Garbage. Garbaggio. Yeah. Um, but to answer Tom's question, I do believe that more often than not, people are traumatized by some medical something. Usually children because they don't understand. Like I've had friends that like had really traumatizing tonsillectomies. Where they're like, I woke up halfway through or, you know what I mean? Stuff or like, it hurts so bad. Like, you know, you don't understand. I've had friends give birth and have like all sorts of complications with that. I feel like. While you're here, we should probably just take your tonsils out too. Mm -hmm. Just do it all. Why not? But anyway, I do think that especially, you know, the fact that kids don't always understand and things happen or. Oh, you know, yeah, uh, when they. Oh, the kid is sick. We need to make him throw up or something. And oh, I had to do that. Epicac? Yeah, Epicac. Mm -hmm. Did we talk about that recently? That name sounds familiar. I mean, my mom talked about it because it was with my Grammy that, remember, I ate those white berries. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Grandma said, whatever you do, Katie, don't eat those berries. They're poisonous. And she's like, as soon as I sit at her little fingers, you've heard this story. And she goes like this, like the Nanu Nanu. And she goes around that vine, pop them right in her mouth and fishing for them. And I was swallowing them so fast. Kids have no self-preservation. Yeah. Thanks to Grammy and my mama, I'm alive today. <laughs> Not killed by white poisonous berries. Okay. And Sean, I guess this is a the more you know moment. I know you've mentioned that you might be going in for surgery. So yes. when they ask if you moved your bowels, you know what to tell them. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, I put them in a box and they moved across the box, country. I got a great story for you all here. Okay. Years ago, I was over in Africa hunting planes game with my uncle and wow. dad and brother. And there were these two professional hunters. One of them's a little guy. The other's a great big chubby guy. Was the little guy, was his name, um, 
wascally wabbit. <laughs> Elma Fudd. Elma Fudd. Be very quiet. We're hunting planes. What do you call it? A planes? Uh... Oh, I don't know. I thought he just said rabbits. Oh, him? Yeah. Pl at planes. Planes game? Game. What if it was fancy game? Oh, you know, fancy. Like, Hello, and doodly, get him! I think you know, it's the planes of Africa, planes. Oh. Not P-L-A-I-N. Oh, yeah, okay. That would make sense. Or is it, it's spelled the same both ways, isn't it? P-L-A-I-N? Yeah. Plane. Mm -hmm. The plane is P-L-A-N-E. I know, that a, That kind of plane. surface. But, plane. Oh, okay. I, I meant like the planes yeah, is P-L-A-I-N. It's still the same, I think. Yeah, A-I-N. Mm -hmm. Correct. So, misunderstanding. That's There's also the Texas version, the Plano. That's why English is so complicated. Yeah. Plain and plain. Too many, too many meanings. Okay, back to the story. Right. Well, anyway, we hunted and shot some animals at the main lodge and drove several hours to this tented camp that they had set up. Super cool. Well, during the day, we're riding around in this Toyota Land Cruiser and the word F-U-C-K sounds much different over there. It sounds more like Huck oh. than it does the way we pronounce it. Funny. The big old boy's driving, and we hear, Hucky Huckle! What he meant was F-U-C-K-I-N-G Jockle. Jackal. It's like Jackal. a coyote over there, you know, a wild mm -hmm. dog that terrorizes baby animals and much like the coyotes here putting a hurting on the deer herds and the sheep and whatnot. Yep. Well, anyway, he says to the little professional hunter that's in the back, please throw some lead. Well, he picked up a 338 wind mag and thought it was a 30 yard six. And those of you that hunt, you know, there's a substantial difference in the amount of power between those two rounds. The little guy, man, he fired that 338 at that jockle. It wrapped him around. He spun around like a top. Oh, my God. He says, not 3006. We said, nope, not a 3006. <laughs> <laughs> the kick on that had to be pretty hardcore. It's like an Elmer Fudd. Yeah, he did. He spun around. That's really funny. It is like Elmer Fudd, this whole story. Maybe he's got us. It's He's like, gotcha. We only have a minute left. It's like the gotcha moment. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, Tom. Back to it. Anyways, that night, they decided we're going to go out and try to find these damn jockles and kill them. They had this red spotlight. I guess the jockles can't see color red. And oh. We're sitting in the back of this old land cruiser here. And here we're driving, spotlighting a little bit, and trying to find some hockles. Well, first place, I think my dad took a shot at one and missed it. The big guy is in the back with us, and the little guy is driving. They've switched positions since earlier in the day. And that little guy, man, he takes off. He's going through them gears. It's a big old bump. Ooh. Well, the fat boy's in the back with my brother and I. And there's a couch. It's got metal pipe that holds the cushions in place. Yeah. Okay. And there's one that runs right down the center. Oh, the big old boy goes up in the air. Oh, no, like a teeter-totter. And he comes down right on that center pipe. And he says, my ass! <laughs> the guy just broke my ass! <laughs> I thought it was going to be a teeter-totter. <laughs> my brother and I thought that was funny as hell. My ass! I just broke my ass! <laughs> he could have broke his tailbone. <laughs> anyway, I hope you all enjoy... This is probably going to come out. It's probably going to be the last one of 
2022 or the first podcast of 23. So happy new year from your Virginia correspondent. <laughs> Old Tom from Bluefield, Virginia is always happy to see you. Oh, good That's to hear from you. That's too funny. Good to hear from you. I would love to go hunting all the time. Mm-hmm. Um mainly because I like walk around in the woods and not doing anything. Cause a lot of times that's what hunting is, you know, yeah. you're not actually getting anything. And I oh, think I a lot of Santa Tom. Oh, he sent us yeah, yeah, there he is. All right. Cool. Cool. Hey there, oh. Tammy. Hey Tammy. I love that, uh, that star on top of the tree. Okay. Sorry. Continue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Uh, what I think a lot of people misunderstand about game hunting in Africa specifically, mm-hmm. although I guess it applies in North America, but like, People get really upset. Oh, you went and went hunting in Africa. How dare you this and that? Well, there's a lot of things that need to be controlled. Like we have. It, it's not about controlling them. Oh, okay. Um, it's about. So if you go to a game ranch in Africa, let's say you're in South Africa or Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. Or Zimbabwe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or a part, you know, like a, a game hunting setup. Like That's a fish fine. One. Yes. Mm-hmm. That money. And it's very expensive. Like mm-hmm. you pay oh, top it's, dollar. It's buku bucks because yeah. I remember my dad is, was a big hunter growing up. You guys all know that. And he always wanted to go hunting yeah. like in it's, Africa or something. And my softball coach who owned one of our local big companies, super wealthy, went and my dad was so jealous because right. he, he'd like been around zebras and all and my dad was like that would be so cool not necessarily even to kill him or hunt him but just to see it and do it was yeah. just yeah so anyway continue well when you do those hunts mm-hmm. one of the reasons why it's so expensive is that you're putting money back into the system for animal preservation so oh, that's th- cool. it's actually the uh, way it's set up is to yeah yeah it's to protect the animals instead of poaching mm-hmm. so because the illegal hunting is where yeah, where it ends up harming the environment and the they environment. over overkill. Yeah, like, they poach yeah. them and mm-hmm. and it's so that people can make money, you know, like mm-hmm. I feel bad for the people who are doing the poaching because they're just trying well, they're, to get they're money. They're trying to survive, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But if you're doing it uh, as part of a system, usually it's because there's a, first of all, it's run by the state mm-hmm. or the country and they're, they're doing, they know the animal population levels. They're not running to extinction here, you know? Uh-huh. So it's, it's very... It's somewhat counterintuitive, but it's good for for the animal population. Yeah, yeah. Because you're putting money into animal preservation. You're giving money to the the park systems or whatever. Yeah, I I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. But yeah, I do know in Texas, we learned on our duck tour, which I just love those. Aren't they informational and cool? I just, I like the information. But anyway, one of the things that we learned was that we have, is it wild boars? Oh, God. Or wild pigs? Yes. Well, it's the same thing. Mm. You know the difference between a wild uh, pig? and uh or you know these pigs that are out there and uh, the pigs that are on a farm it's just like about a year of being wild isn't it or something it's just a fence oh the ones on the outside are uh, but they're angry and aggressive and mm -hmm. like fucking scary well they get all they change as soon as they're feral they it's it's like cats yeah they they get their hair changes yeah it gets darker and thicker the meat changes they turn they revert to their isn't that weird yeah how strange it's really gamey. It's like not even any good meat, really. But we have so many of them in Texas that they're like, they do billions of dollars worth of damage every year. And they, because they, what is it? The average woman, female uh, wild boar has, yeah, she has like four litters or something. And each litter has like four to eight babies. Like it's out of control. The yeah, population. And they, they have them back to back, mm-hmm. right? And it's crazy. So, the amount and of- I think it only takes one year until they mm-hmm. can have their own babies. Mm-hmm. So, the the state is actually overrun by hog now and they don't know what to do because yeah. i think they're saying there's something like uh 14 million yeah uh, in the state of wild Texas. hog 
and they're aggressive. Like you, you can't walk outside. They'll mm -mm. take take you out. You You'd know? have to shoot them. Uh, we had one, or my dad had one on the property. Mm -hmm. This is about twelve years ago, maybe twenty years ago, somewhere around there. And uh, <laughs> uh -huh. they they knew it was out there, and they were worried because it was winter time, and they found tracks. And so he had a, uh, taken a shotgun. Yeah, you bring it with you to protect. Well, he you. sawed off the barrel so that like if the thing came up, you'd be able to get it up and, and yeah. shoot it. And then when winter was over, I believe they ended up getting the, the bugger. And then he turned his gun in because you can't have sawed off shotguns, you know, like that's. Oh, you can't? No, that's a, that's a. I thought you can in the States. Well, he, he's in Canada. But you can't, can you in the States? I don't think so. I think a sawed off shotgun is, uh, I, I'm, I'm out of my, as usual, I'm talking out my <laughs> ass uh, about hunting, about, but with guns, I'm pretty sure a sawed off shotgun is illegal. Um, I'm going to look it up because I don't know. That's an interesting question. Yeah, I think you're you're modifying a firearm. The national, under the National Firearms Act, Firearms Act, the NFA, it is illegal for a private citizen to possess a sawed-off modern smokeless powder shotgun, a shotgun with a barrel length shorter than 18 inches or a minimum overall length of the weapon total, including the 18-inch minimal barrel of under 26 inches. What do you got there, Steve? Don't worry, it's a sawed-off musket. We're good, <laughs> you know? Yeah, but I think it might change state to state. Mm. But anyways, um, because I feel like I also was raised in the country. I feel like people had them. Oh, I'm sure they do. It doesn't mean that It doesn't mean they're legal, legal though. Yeah. That's why I'm like, I mean, my dad didn't have any. My dad was like a, this sounds weird to say it, but like a lover of guns in like the purest form of like building them himself to understand how they worked and taking meticulous care of them. And like not, not this like recreational, pow, pow, pow. it was more like hunting, like rifles and stuff, mm -hmm. but we never had a shot off, so, uh, a shot saw, off shotgun. A sawed off shotgun. <laughs> That's a Look out, kid, he's got a sawed off shotgun. No, a shot you off. You said it right. Damn it. The one time I'm not dyslexic. <laughs> but anyway, um, I know I've seen them. Right. With people. So I'm sure they're out there, but that's, that's wild. Why is it illegal? I don't understand. Hey, I don't know, but mm -hmm. I would assume that with a shotgun, the barrel is very long. Yep. Therefore, if you were to try and assault someone with it or not assault, but like shoot someone with it, mm -hmm. they'd have a chance to kind of like get out of the way. Oh, but okay. if you sawed off a shotgun, you could spray someone from close distance and that oh. would, it's, it's a pretty it's devastating weapon. Interesting. Yeah. I never thought about it. I was just like, if, why one I'm not the other that's a total like you guys let us know that's okay. like that game headbands you know that, you're like, I'm... oh i miss that game we have it we should play it just you and i and roxy my my a pig <laughs> okay letter from christoph hey i think it's all we have time for okay because you have your hockey game and we also have to eat dinner yes and i'm yes. sorry we've been running late lately on these but because we have friends giving sean just has part of well tonight to dump it and tomorrow to edit so we had to do it now it had to be done now you heard the boss guys i gotta you know <laughs> that's the funny thing is neither of us are really the boss and it's really hard for us both to get together to do this the audience is the boss you guys who's the boss from Tony Danza. To <laughs> so let's get into his letter entitled okay toddlers yes dogs yes and the best band in the world i think the best band in the world are the noisy neighbors but i don't know it's up for debate okay it says hey katie sean roxy and all of you lovely listeners and viewers of otdm christoph here again your ambassador of rock and roll rock and roll 
Just watched the latest episode of OTDM on November 12th, and you were talking about Roxy being like a toddler. And this reminded me of my last flight a week ago. Oh. I was um, gone for two days in Barcelona. And on the flight back, I had my seat right next to such a toddler. Uh-huh. Luckily, I had the window seat, always a window for me. Sean, like, I, it's funny. I used to love a window seat too, but I drink a lot of water and I always have to pee and I feel bad making people get up. And so since then I have changed to the aisle, but I usually fly with Sean and he likes aisle. So I'm fine with the middle because I don't mind climbing over you. I used to be a window person. And then one time someone trapped me and wouldn't let me leave. They slept. No, they just, they talked to me the whole time. Oh, I hate and that. And it was like a real close talker. Oh, I hate that. And their I breath my, smelled like, it was like, um, like I put my sweetness or something. I was just like, Ugh. I put my headphones on. Yeah. This is pre-headphones. I usually walk onto For the plane anyways, with like headphones. I, I didn't mm-hmm. have, you know, I used to not wear headphones on planes all the time. I don't know why. Yeah. I always well, had we never, Walkman. Yeah, I, I didn't really either back in the day. Mm-hmm. But now noise canceling headphones all the way, baby. And I will, I mean, usually I just don't even engage with them at all. Not because I don't like people, but I don't like trapped conversations like that. So I put my headphones on. Okay, so he likes the window seat. Always. And while the boarding was going on and during pre-flight preparation, this kid, maybe three or four years old, was all worked up, grumpy, couldn't sit still until he or she was sitting in the lap of his dad. But unfortunately, with three, oh, with three years, you cannot fly in the lap of your parents. So once you're three years old, no. You have to be in your own seat. Oh, the little man got his own seat. So he came back to the middle seat right next to me. And the mom tried to put the seatbelt on, crying and screaming. I decided not to get annoyed. It's interesting. I love that you said that because I've been doing that lately where I just decide not to get frustrated. Because there was like a couple of days in a row where people were just dickwads. Texas drivers are the worst. Californians get a lot of shit. We're not bad. Texas drivers are the fucking worst. And they drive these huge ass trucks and just like swing over into your lane. Like just taking my mom to the airport the other day, I had my blinker on and my lane is clearly an exit only. Like I've merged, I'm trying to get over. And this guy just like speeds up and slows down right next until I had to like go over a white line. And I was like, dude, I'm not trying, I'm trying to do, do, make a choice, do a thing, get out of the fucking way. But I was like, I'm going to decide not to get annoyed. And you can choose not to and be like, I'm just going to go about my day, do my thing says to decide not to get annoyed as my plan was to put on my headphones as soon as we were on our way and ignore the world around me. Good plan. Just but, put on some sweet, sweet jazz mm-hmm. and let the world right melt away. on out. But the kid had lots of tired energy. Mm-hmm. Poor mom was really desperate and I wish I could have helped her, but we clearly didn't speak the same language. But then we started taxiing and they turned off the cabin lights and I motioned to the kid This means that we go to sleep. And I pretended to do so. A few minutes later, I was checked. Oh, I checked. And there it lay across the seat, head resting on mom's lap and sound asleep and did not wake up until we landed in Vienna. Amazing, Christoph. Excellent. He's like the child whisperer. Because I always turn the lights off at the beginning. Why do they do that? I, I don't know. And why do some airlines, by the way, great job, Christoph. I, yeah, 10 out of 10. I, I would just sit there and be like staring at the floor. But yeah, you, Sean would be like, but you Sean goes into his happy space when he gets too stressed or maxed out by things. He's like, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes on airlines, they they get really, they're adamant. They, hey, all the windshield. Uh, yeah, the windows the have, to have to be opened and like, down. Why? And 
Is that so we know that we're going to cry? You know, like, what, what is that? I don't know, but I found it more in Europe. I would love to hear from you. I think it was Europe. I don't think, I don't, I can't remember Australia in particular, if it was like this or not, but they've, because I like the window down. I don't need to see, the I don't shade. need to be blinded. Yeah, the shade. Sorry, the shade on the window on an airplane closed. I don't need to be blinded. Also, there's not much to see once you're up there. You can see the fluffy clouds and be like, pretty. But then when you're coming in, sometimes I'll peek out. But if it's dark in the plane, you're like blinding people. And I just keep it shut. But when we were flying in Europe, I feel like it was a lot. They would come through and be like, shade open, shade open. Even one time I was kind of asleep and they like tap me. They're like open. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. It must be a safety precaution. I can't How? Tell. Why? Oh my God, we're hitting, we're hitting, we're hitting. <laughs> Like, I wouldn't have known the same if it was closed. I'd prefer not to know. Leave the shades closed. I would prefer not to know. Yeah. Everything's fine. (laughs) I I know in our community, we do have some flight attendants. So if you are one of those and you're listening, please let us know. Okay. Back to our child whisperer, Mm. Kristoff. So I get it. When Roxy is tired, she might get all fired up like a toddler. And it will get better. It could only take some time. But I would guess in about a year or two, she's going to be an adult dog. Still socially awkward with other dogs, but more calm. Thank you. Fingers crossed. And Goofy. Just tonight, our youngest dog, Stroopy, who is just now nine years old, he was clowning around because he was just bored. But everybody else was just lying around and he didn't know what to do. But for the most part, our dogs are now way calmer than they were. But still, you wouldn't think they're between nine and 14 years old, except for Mike, the oldest. He has become old lost most of his hearing and sleeps most of the time, but he still enjoys his walks with us. That's how Charlotte kind of is. She's like just tired a lot. But our neighbor's dog, Marnie, is a cute, fun, like kind of chihuahua mix of a black dog. A mighty hunter. And she's seven and a half and you wouldn't know it. Not that seven and a half is an old dog. It's not, but she's like spry and runs. And I didn't, I thought she was like three or four. Mm. So she doesn't look a day over three. <laughs> And I never told you about the concert we had in October. To make it short, we were the best band in the world. Not only did we draw a record crowd for us, approximately 40 people. That's amazing. That's a lot of people. They were also the best audience that we could have. And we played the best we could for them. Did we make mistakes? Yeah, plenty of them. Do I care? No, it's live music. And from the audience, no one noticed anyways. Some videos from the gig are already available on YouTube. We'll put them down. In the description, I have to say, your show has influenced my songwriting. Our opening song is called Savage Jackalopes. <laughs> <laughs> a term you brought up a while ago on OTDM. And another song was written during a hangout sesh with other patrons. <gasps> Amazing. And of course, my go-to shirt is also an OTDM shirt. To wear one is my duty as ambassador, minister of rock and roll and noisy neighbors. That's it for today. Where this letter comes from, there are a lot more stories to tell, but they will be told another day. Greetings, Christoph. Look at that cool ass photo of him. That is cool. Such a rock god, Christoph. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Awesome. Good hair. I know. Love it. Okay. That was wonderful. That's all time. All we have time for. That's all the time. That's That's all, all, folks. Um, We have to make dinner, like I said. Have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy your time. Enjoy your family and your friends and people who get you. Spend time with them. Connection's important. We love you. Take care, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.